Hello, welcome to the IGN UK podcast. Hello. It's me, Simon. Hello, Joe. Hello. Hello, Matt. Hello. Hello, everyone's all very cheery today. Hello. Why would you be so <laughs> cheery when every video game is being delayed straight by months? Straight in, straight in, amazing. Why would you be happy that you have to wait for nice things? You don't have to wait that long for most no, of it. No, Final Fantasy, you only have to... Final Fantasy's been delayed by three weeks, is it? Yeah, something that's like that. That's not that long. No, that's What fine. polish are they going to do in three weeks? Hmm. There was someone they, that I was talking to that did wonder if the other big game that's been delayed, it was a case of PlayStation were like, shit, Cyberpunk's leapt out of the way. Take a few extra weeks to make sure you're all right. Yeah. And then, uh, well, what I love is that Avengers moved way out of the way, and yeah. I was like, "Sorry, Avengers, <laughs> Cyberpunk's been delayed right around you." Yeah. So, s- April seventh, April is it now? Final Fantasy tenth of April, 10th, I think. Around yeah. then, Avengers from May to September. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Cyberpunk from April to September. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Avengers didn't quite do what they maybe wanted to no, do there. It not. sounds like they genuinely do need more time to make that game, and I'm not yeah. surprised by that. Cyberpunk was slightly more surprising. I did expect it to come out in April. So did I. But uh, you've been so, saying for ages. Yeah, it's just like CD Projekt delayed The Witcher 3 a lot. Mm. And also, the other thing is, is the first two Witcher games came out in fucking dreadful states. Yeah. Like, they yeah. were, and like, they literally re-released them as enhanced editions. I can remember, because I bought The Witcher 1 on the day of release. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, and I played it sort of like, I got quite a chunk through it but they ended up giving up because it, it was in a real bad state mm. and then i can remember there was a point where they where they released the enhanced edition but like steam did exist but it wasn't a big deal back yeah. then so i had to like email someone from cd project red with my receipt from when i bought it from game wow and they give me a patch which they sent me in a zip file which i then you know, patched into my game mm. and the got... old days were yeah. fucked. They were <laughs> mad. Were you a game over game station person, or didn't you have a choice? Um, I th- from I, I did quite like Game Station. There was a, like a rough and ready element. I remember game them station. having much better value in trade-ins. Did yeah. they? For, well, my one before did, they anyway. got bought by Game. Yeah. See, yeah. I was all about Zavi. Zavi. Yeah. I just love going to Zavi. I, I used to use Play.com a lot. Yeah, I used yeah, to play oh, yeah. Play. Play.com was big. Yeah. And Shop 2, because they got it to you sooner than release yeah. day sometimes. Ooh. Naughty boys. I bought my Vita from uh, Shop 2. Yeah. Got it two days before release. I bought a Vita from Japan, like Ooh. the coolest guy Ooh. in the world. Aren't and you... I couldn't use the menus. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you cool? I don't think there's much to say about Final Fantasy, because it's only a few weeks. I yeah. think the big question is, do you, are you upset by any of these delays? I'm Final Fantasy, I'm not, because I wasn't... I w- want to try it when it comes out but i'm not dying to get my hands on that mm. one avengers i was looking forward to but i can wait for that one i yeah. think cyberpunk was a bit disappointing because that is the one i am looking forward yeah. to the most and i want it but i would say all delays are good exactly so, yeah. Yeah. i would prefer that game was incredible than i got it early and it wasn't a bad game is bad forever oh. a delayed game is one day good Indeed. she gave me a <laughs> the I'm now in this, like, they have obviously haven't announced it. Have they ever actually announced that it was ever a PS4 game? Have they said that this, like, what, Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk? Yeah, it's a current gen okay. game, isn't it? Mm. Well, now, like, if it is a day one PS, assume, let's assume November you've the PS5 a, yeah. comes out Will and you Cyberpunk wait? is their day one. I'm now in this position where I don't want to wait any longer for this game. I'm 100% waiting. But if it's only two months and I'm getting a much better version I know it's not an issue for you Max you'll no. be a PC boy PC bring it on but, uh, 
I may even be tempted. We've got a nice PC here. Yeah. Maybe this I'll PC here, in. right next Maybe to I'll us. I'll live here for a few weeks. You're going to stay here after work like a little Come gremlin. Come on weekends, just play it. <laughs> oh, sounds no, awful. I'm not going to do it. Don't um, do that. I would, I would absolutely wait for next gen. Yeah. Especially if Avengers, like Avengers, I'm not. I'd happily play on PS4, and that's definitely going to come PS4. There's no way they're oh, yeah. up this long game that has years of, apparently of content, yeah. and it just is only mm-hmm. on PS4. Because that would be insane. That would be ridiculous. Also, I sort of assumed that we'd probably play a bit of Avengers at work during yeah. lunches at the siege for yeah. a bit. So, yeah, I'm quite excited for Avengers. I, I want it to be. I want to play that, but September sounds. Yeah, if I play, if I now have Avengers September, and then hopefully anyway around September October there'll be a lot of next gen stuff happening. Mm. I'm, I'll be a bit distracted. I can wait for Cyberpunk as mm-hmm. long as none of it's spoiled, of course. Mm-hmm. But my main thing was is like I'm really pleased that Cyberpunk is nowhere near Final Fantasy anymore because when that first move happened, yeah. Final Fantasy was delayed. It was like I've got to do Resi, Final Fantasy, and Cyberpunk especially, within two weeks. Especially back other. when Watch Dogs Legion was meant to come oh, out yeah. as well in March. Mm. Like, I wish that was coming out in March, mm-hmm. and I wish they hadn't delayed that one. Yeah. I'd, I'd Just want some. What's in the org? You remember when Square, was it Square? No, IDOS, quite. Oh, mm. so that would be Square, right? Yeah. You used to frequently drop something in August, like Deus Ex came out in mm. like the August slot. Well, we've got, we Shadow of know. Mordor, I think, did as well. Yes, it I reckon was, yeah. Ghost of Tsushima could be that August spot now. Yeah. Because like, that's summer. It's going to be the last. September now. I think because of those two games. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. yeah, that's going to be weird. I don't know They've what they'll do with that. They've got last this May. Yeah. Because so, it's going it to be the last June. big exclusive, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, for July, PS4. August, maybe for Ghost of Tsushima. Mm, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And got to give some breathing space around Last of Us. Well, that's the thing. Like, Ubisoft delayed all their games for this year, but they still haven't given any of them dates. Yeah. Like, where does... Do you think they were waiting for this all to happen and then go, here's our spot? I think they've or, just decided all of them are next-gen games. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they were developing concurrently for both platforms. So you think we're not seeing Watch Dogs Legion until... No, you think that's like a launch? <sighs> I, I think, think it could, I think it could well be. It's their black flag, right? It's I heavily think... rumoured that there will be an Assassins at launch there as well with the Ragnarok one. Well, so Ragnarok... The, the Ragnarok. Ragnarok. All of that Ragnarok pretty much got... De- like, it hasn't been officially debunked, mm. but there was enough that came out of that news that, like, I don't think we actually ever wrote up on site because there was so much around it that was fishy mm. and then yeah there was some people that came forward and was like no this is you see them right. taking two years off assassins at a launch as well though? Yeah, i can if they because they've turned assassins into mm. from this annualized thing into like mark of quality like the yeah. last two suppose, have gone yeah. down so well that i really wouldn't be surprised if they're like you wait and see yeah. what a next-gen Assassins looks like. Do so you think Watch Dogs could take its place? I think Watch Dogs could take its place, and I can see... I think um, Gods and Monsters will be God- early next year. I think Gods and Monsters will be this year, yeah. earlier, because I see that as far less likely to be a cross-gen thing, mm. and it just sits towards the end of console lifecycle, yeah. and it's like, look, we made this cool thing, and now wait for the big it stuff. ahead of Breath of the Wild too, as well. I think so, yeah. It'd be a good move, considering they are... I'd say, like... I could see why they wanted to, because that would have been coming out in a couple of weeks, yeah. right, if it had stayed on schedule. I really wish it was. I like the look of it. Yeah, and the thing is, is what they need to do is be out there to go, like, you, at least at the moment, people feel like, is Breath of the World 2 this year? Is it next year? It's a wait, well, whatever yes. it is. Well, a lot of people saying that this cyberpunk and Avengers move to September means we're not getting Breath of the World this year because Nintendo uh, wouldn't compete. I don't think they're up. worried or competing with anyone. Nintendo don't give a shit. No. no. They're making a Zelda game. <laughs> like, I can, like, yeah, I still think heavily that what maybe October before the PS4 or something, they're like, yeah. here's the new mm-hmm. Switch no, I'm beefed still, up with Breath yeah, of the World 2. I'm still of the opinion that it's this year. Mm. Um, 
just because of how long they've been hiring for a Zelda project uh, and Monolith Soft coming on when they did, which lines up with what they did with Breath of the Wild, the first one mm-hmm. for level design. Like, I think it's all in place for that to be there. And like, Breath of the Wild's the best-selling Zelda game ever. Mm. They don't care. Like, they're not competing with anyone no, in this, in the, particularly in their, in their own mm-hmm. ecosystem. They know that every hardcore Switch owner is buying that yeah, day one. Yeah. Bring Breath of so. the Wild to out in September, then I'll definitely won't worry about cyberpunk being yeah a that's a good point after. actually then again i could well that's heavily assuming cyberpunk is a launch title for ps5 oh, i could also because they said the online component to won't, be out, till won't be out until 2021 i could see them doing the new launch star thing of yep. it's out next gen and online's there day one yeah mm-hmm. well that's well, that's the realm so, they're playing in now mm. but the thing is with the cyberpunk multiplayer is it turned out that cyberpunk multiplayer isn't necessarily like this side project it was the other game that they were working on right mm. so i think cyberpunk multiplayer is a bigger deal than just red dead online i think really? it is I, I think it i think it's going to be their version of gta online red dead Online. so i think in terms of functionality but whereas red dead online comes with red okay. dead, i think it is its you own think package you can buy cyberpunk yeah. online for mm-hmm. interesting i feel like that'd be suicide do you think so i think that would be a very bad idea for them because then they're putting themselves in competition with G- with Rockstar because mm. they're at Rockstar's level now, yeah, functionally, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. in terms of how people look at their games, which is bizarre. Um, and I think After if you only really one, yeah, and I think if you suddenly go, people love pay extra for this thing, but even just, if it's a massive MMO, basically. yeah. But I think people just be like, "Fuck you!" We get that for free with the the guys you're competing with. Like it, to me, that seems like. Just bad business. Like, sense. like the amount of like I know that The Witcher hasn't sold anywhere near as much as GTA Five is, but I think like the feverant sort of like love that The Witcher has, people mm. would buy a Witcher MMO tomorrow. If I said that that was coming out tomorrow, people would buy it. They yeah, but this is to... also, but this is now X years after The Witcher Three. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think if you're following up Cyberpunk launch with like now buy another thing. Yeah, but if it's I coming people... a year later, mm, I don't know. Mm. Don't buy it. I'd love to see him do it because then they then it would have mm-hmm. to be incredible. That would be really fun. Mm. Well, surely we'll find out a lot more about next gen soon. Well, I mean, yeah, there's, a, there's an E3 and a, and a Gamescom to come before it. Sooner, I want stuff sooner. <coughs> I think Tony could be. They're like drip feeding. I think there could be a thing. Can you soon. see that? Like, a, I don't know anything. By the way, that cyber, sounds like no. I know something. Cyberpunk have aligned themselves with Microsoft at all the at E3 and stuff. Yeah, the last couple. I don't know if that's an official marketing deal no, or not, but, but it's always appeared on their stage. So could you see like E3 this year, Microsoft opens with Cyberpunk, and they're like, "What if they somehow got some sort of exclusive? Like it's coming to Xbox One for six months before PS5." Got it. <laughs> that's I mean, not going to happen. It's <laughs> not going to happen. I they think, need something like well, that. Well, I think what they could do is it could be the or online. Well, game. it could be they get the next gen announcement for Series X. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're like. Hey, look, Cyberpunk coming to Series X on whatever date. Yeah. I think that's more likely they than an exclusivity deal. Huh? <laughs> they got it with Tomb Raider. Slightly different, isn't it? <laughs> but like, they've got enough and money. It didn't fucking they've work. got enough money, and they need a massive splash. If yeah. they got some yeah, sort of, you're... even if it's a month for that game, that will go entirely against CD Projekt's um, ethos. Though, like their whole deal is that they are massively pro-consumer. That's why they invented GOG. Yeah. You know, you have to think wider than just like the game. It yeah, is like. They are. But a lot of money. <laughs> well, money is everything. I do think Microsoft's more likely to go. Um, well, the, there was that weird tease where Phil Spencer on in public mm. to uh, Larry Major Nelson Herb, the guy who looks like a French Stewart and for some reason presents Xbox broadcasts, um, uh, 
said like have you seen what obsidian's working on and larry herb was like yeah i saw grounded looks great he was that's a lie uh and then he was like and phil spencer replied no the other game and you're like okay so Mm. obsidian clearly have because they've already said grounded is a small team amidst the wider thing Mm -hmm. so i think there's probably a big obsidian rpg announcement Mm. to come at e3 as well I think, I think that could two. be the thing <laughs> mate no. I would love it uh, <laughs> I haven't even played Alpha Protocol 1 and I would yeah. love that let's, let's briefly talk Avengers because I'm willing to wait for this game because the one thing I, I'm i into it from playing it a bit it was fun and yep. the one thing I was worried about was it would launch with nowhere near enough stuff to keep people mm-hmm. interested mm-hmm. so I feel like if that's what if they're just li- trying to add more they will need as much as they can I think if especially sorry especially is it seems it's taking on a similar model to what Overwatch 2 will be doing, and I yeah. heavily suspect Overwatch 2 will be this year. I feel like it oh, will be late I think this so year. Too. See, I, I don't think so. Really? J- just off, off I think what I know. Be, I think that'll be a launch. I don't... I've never known... Blizzard works on its own. They've got Valve time, haven't they? They've got Blizzard yeah. time. And Kaplan said that it was a long way off at BlizzCon. Mm, like, that's I think, fair, that's fair. I think it'll be like May next year. I've, I don't. I feel like because the, they've already got so much to work from already that this yeah, is different that, to other. We Blizzard. can't. It's one of those things where, like, I think as people that watch games, we do get to think that we know more about how games are made than they are. Mm. Like, there's still a lot to make in that. Look, I want it this year, Matt. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I'd love it. If it, if it could come out this May if they yeah. did. Like, if anniversary was the launch of Overwatch yeah. Two, mm. then beautiful. But, but I I'm think it'll be next is, year if it does come out a similar time mm-hmm. to Avengers. Oh yeah, let's then, say. Like, no, Avengers will have to be something very special to take me away from what yeah. Overwatch 2 will be if it's a similar structured game. Mm-hmm. So, Barring I'm, actual production problems, yeah. which easily could happen because we know what Marvel's like with its IP, mm-hmm. and maybe that's thrown huge spanners in the works behind the scenes. Who actually knows with this kind of stuff? Yeah. But barring that kind of stuff, I think anyone making a Destiny-like at this point... yeah. You what? You look at Anthem and just yeah. go, "That's how you don't do it." Yeah. And you're right; it's the content thing. Like mm. this, the idea of Avengers coming out and there not being enough would be the death knell. Like we're beyond now. Sea of Thieves getting We've away had with so it. Many, yeah, Sea of Thieves got away, but I mean, Destiny like, got away with it. Like, but yeah. they had to grind, and it's not like they they grinded through their first game, yeah. which I think, yes, um, like the whole sort of like Vault of Glass and onwards like yeah. helped them out. But it wasn't really until sort of halfway through Destiny 2's lifespan that I think they really found a their lot of thunder. Game, you don't want to be the game that gets away. Like Battlefront 2 have got away with yeah. it. They're now, that's now a game people love. Siege is one that has got away oh, with yeah. it. Yeah. But I think we're but now... But like you've got, also got games like Evolve, which just but I think died. I think, well, Evolve came out even earlier and that yeah. was when there wasn't a precedent i yeah. think this stuff set a precedent but we're now at a point where those games are still going mm-hmm. and so to be a new game that has yeah. less than them is fucking death like yeah. anthem i just can't see recovering and nah. no one at that studio making avengers will want to be another one of those games because mm-hmm. the sheer amount of money you have to put in and then the fact that you've already made a multi-year commitment mm. it's not like the old days where you just go dead next project Do you also think there's the thing of they were scheduled for may in the middle of all of this last of us a week later yeah they were like let's just get out of the way and then cyberpunk yeah is now the week yeah. after it's horrible <laughs> i suppose at least there might be that certain thing of like Cyberpunk is going to be massive. Mm. The Avengers is bigger for a wider oh, audience. Marvel is the yeah. biggest property in the world, right? Yeah, yeah even yeah. bigger than Star Wars. Cyberpunk has to sell on 
word of mouth. Yeah. It's not like cyberpunk's one of those ones where I can imagine my I've I've got these two friends that I always base my opinions on like the normal mainstream mm-hmm. gamer on because they'll come to me and be like what's that about? Yeah. Like and even Red Dead 2 to an extent was that. Mm-hmm. And I think Cyberpunk's one of those ones where they'll see it on buses and be like, what's that? And they also both fucking hated The Witcher. (laughs) And I was very (laughs) upset. Um, But I could see it being one of those. Whereas, you're absolutely right, Avengers comes out and everyone goes, Avengers game! Mm. I get it! Yeah, my my brother-in-law is buying that day one, even though he doesn't really understand what it is. That's it. It makes Mm. perfect sense as a concept. Mm -hmm. You know the base level stuff, and then it just becomes about learning the interactions. Um, I think it's super interesting. Also, pour one out for the poor people at Bioware who are going to have to work on Anthem for two more years yeah. <laughs> before they're allowed to you scrap that fucking game. You can see why, like, game. all of the people... Because, like, hasn't Dara moved off it and he's gone almost certainly to the Dragon Age he's 14? Dragon Age, yeah. And it's a bit like, God, I hope to God, because, you know... I have said many times that how much I adore Bioware, but it is a very specific era of Bioware that I like, mm-hmm. which does include Inquisition. I yeah. think Inquisition yeah, is like cracking. Inquisition a lot. Um, I do hope that that entire studio is like, because I'm sure the people on the ground have been arguing to make those RPGs mm, yeah. all the time. I hope that the people in the in you know at the stakeholders and stockholders level are sort of going, uh, okay, yes, yeah. go back and is, make yeah. a Witcher style. Yeah. Then you know, next exactly. game now is so important because yeah. like if it. If it's another Andromeda or they, Anthem, they can't suffer that. No. And like, I think Andromeda's all right. Like, I don't like it's obviously the weakest of the Mass Effect games, but like, at least that was still in their wheelhouse. It does mm. seem insane to me that Andromeda even came out at yeah. this point. It's just got, I never played it, so it's just gone in my mm. head. So like, I don't need it. Yeah, it's not a part of my history or Bioware's history in my brain. That's yeah. absurd. Mm-hmm. Mm. What a crazy day! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Forgot about the S at the end of days. Well, there's an S at the end of Uncut Gems. Correct. (laughs) You've seen this film. I really want to see this film and I haven't got around to it yet. It's one of those, it's in cinemas at the moment. Yeah, it's on Netflix in two weeks. Yeah. Although, Joe, I've heard it's a thrilling cinema experience. You've got to see it on the biggest screen possible. (laughs) You don't, but I saw it on a fucking tiny screen in the basement of the Rio. I do still need to see 1917 and I do want to see that. I do think, like. I need to. I need to. It's hard to. It's hard to get across like what Uncut Gems benefits from being in a cinema mm. experience. I think more than anything else. So I've said this on Twitter and to many people, but Uncut Gems is the first film since Dunkirk that made me feel that stressed when I came out of the cinema. Yeah. It is unrelentingly is the, loud. Because I know, I don't want to know a lot. I know very, very roughly, I think, what this film is about. Yeah. Give me, give me a line. Adam Sandler plays a jeweler who is um, addicted to risk. Is the best. So okay. uh, that's. I think it was Bradshaw or someone at the gut. Maybe Wendy Eyed described it him as a risk addict. So okay. it's not just so gambling, not gamb- but gambling okay. is a big part of it. Okay. But what emerges throughout this thing is that he just fucking loves being yeah. on the edge, and you just watch. It's not even watching a breakdown. The breakdowns already happened before you start that film. Mm-hmm. It's just watching the day-to-day life of this fucking maniac. It seems so. Do you, it's by the Safdie brothers. Have yep. you seen Good Time? No, I haven't. And everyone says that's stressful I, as well. It's very stressful. I like it. I don't love it. Like a lot of people think that's a brilliant film. I think it's good. Yeah. I like it. This uh, Robert Pattinson's very good. Yeah, there's stuff about this that I don't like. I think that I, I think there will be people who vehemently disagree with me, but I think the soundtrack is awful. Um, I it's like heard this it. weird noodly it's almost like um 
someone took vaporwave but gave it to the doors like it's really <laughs> like it's really noodly half jazzy takes like cosmic takes on Weird. synth stuff and i don't like it at all <laughs> but it does lend this like just very strange atmosphere so if you don't know what uncut Gems is like it's basically it's one of those films where i guess a few years ago people would have called it mumblecore but it's more like okay. shouty core like <laughs> everyone's shouting at each other all the time it's, it's closer to like an always sunny episode in okay. how mm-hmm. much noise there is all the time mm-hmm. um and adam sandler's at the center of like six different terrible plots that he's trying to make happen okay. uh and it's just watching him go through his life and just have a terrible time, basically. Mm. Um, well, uh, not entirely terrible. He's fantastic in it. Like, actually, everyone so in I it is amazing. I'm not an Adam Sun. Um, no, I hate. I him. say that. I, yeah, Punch I Drunk find Love, his, though. Come on. Punch I don't Drunk even so, like Punch Drunk I think, Love. I think that's um, that's just from me. Like Paul Thomas Anderson, biggest fanboy uh-huh. in the world. More but on that later. <laughs> I think it's. Uh, I think that film's fine. Yeah. Um, I, and, and I do, I do think he's good in it, and I do think he's better when he plays a serious role. I don't know if he's has the chance for comedy. In so this. I think this is the best Adam Sandler performance yeah. I've seen, and it's cool. beyond comedy, which yeah. like beyond Saturday Night Live. It's just his style of comedy doesn't do anything yeah. for me. So like Happy Gilmore, all that. Like I know people love that. Like it just doesn't do anything. He is definitively playing a character in this, mm-hmm. and the only times you really get the sense of like that's Adam Sandler being Adam Sandler is when he's doing his you know he's got that sort of moany shout where he's like ah, ah, like yeah. he does that like <laughs> right. weird tortured shout he does that a bit and you're like okay that's a bit sandlery mm-hmm. there's one line that i do think is the funniest moment in the whole film and me and gav watched it together and pissed ourselves when like way like louder than anyone else in the cinema mm. which i'm not going to spoil you'll know exactly what it is when you see it. it's like a close-up on adam sandler's face and he says this line and you're just like what was that? What is the... Who decided... Like, it feels like they were filming Adam Sandler and he said that as a joke and they kept it mm. in. And that's the only moment where I was like, that's just Adam Sandler. I'm looking forward to seeing this. I think, like, if I go to the cinema in the next couple of weeks, it will be to see 1917. Yeah. I might go more than once. Yeah. Who knows? I've been known to. Um, um, but it is on Netflix the 31st of January in the yeah. U- everywhere but the US. Yeah. So... Weird. Yeah. So essentially my point with the cinema thing, which I never actually finished, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. I don't think you're going to get the sense of sheer noise and frantic like mm. action that you get from a cinema screen so, than you are at, at home. I it's going to be a that. less stressful yeah. experience at the home. Thing, um, I watch like night. Like when I'm at home, I play games and watch things 99% with headphones on mm-hmm. and loud anyway. So maybe if I shut all the lights off, I, yeah. bang it up in my headphones. No phone. Like it's got to yeah. be concentrated on yeah. i think no it's not a full manager film it's absolutely not a full <laughs> manager film. i mean if you want to so i'm gonna watch it when i came out i was like i'm never watching that film again mm. i can't deal with it it's too much yeah and then as the more i thought about it the more i'm like i would really like to see that film again and i'm very happy that it will be under like my control yeah. Yeah. when i next see it because i can just be like this is getting too much i'm just gonna step back and watch something it's also like i should say it's fucking gorgeous like it's shot incredibly and there is one scene set in a room with a black light where everyone's in white except this one character played by lakeith stanfield who i already think is amazing Mm. and he for some reason is in this luminous orange jumper (laughs) that's lit up and is lighting everyone around him like everyone who comes near him gets this fucking glow on them (laughs) and it is one of the most insane looking shots i've seen for a long time it's amazing you should watch Good time. I think it's still on Netflix. It is, yeah. I, yeah. I do mean to. It's only like an hour and 20 minutes. Again, as well. it sounds just hard work. 
it, yeah, it's not a laugh. Anna goes away next week. I might do it when I'm sad at home yeah. by myself. <laughs> just be like, oh, sh- wallow in That's New York I've undercrimes. I've Robert Pattinson for a while now. I felt like he successfully got out of that Twilight That's shadow. The, He's now thinking- one of the most interesting. That's, around. That's the first film I watched, and I was like, yeah, he's good, isn't he? I really want to watch Cosmopolis. I've still not seen, yeah, that. Cosmo- seen it. Cosmopolis is hard work. I went to yeah. see that in the cinema, and mm. that was one of those that, like... Because, you know, there's quite a famous scene where he gets, like, a colonoscopy, you know? Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> Difficult, but yeah, I was thinking about Patterson and <laughs> Typical. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's always doing that. He's... I was thinking about like the the cast from Twilight compared to Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Like, how often do you see like because Harry Potter was? I know it didn't get you know Emma Watson is not the most lauded actress around, but Ooh. like the Harry Potter team was generally seen as better than Twilight's kind yes. of acting. Kristen Stewart is amazing these She's days. Great, Rob yeah. Patterson is amazing. Yeah. Taylor Lautner is in... No. <laughs> okay. Taylor Just Lautner the, was in <laughs> Cuckoo. <laughs> Sharp Boy and Lava Girl. But it's, oh, yeah? It's like, I do like Daniel Radcliffe, but he's not in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Emma Watson, you barely see anymore. I know that she's in Little Women now, and Little Women is supposed to be amazing, mm-hmm. but she doesn't get a lot of roles. Where the fuck is Rupert? I do think... Oh, well, Rupert Grint's in... Really, um, he, he oh, what's he in? Much. He's in something that sounds quite good soon. Oh, no. Have you speaking me, it's a TV speaking series. Someone Radcliffe, really have you seen the trailer for his new film? For Guns, Guns Akimbo. Akimbo. No, He's I just got a pair of guns handcuffed to his wrists. And he this sounds fucking amazing. Shoot. Yeah, watch. It's a mad trailer. It's hard to tell if it looks terrible or great. I still haven't seen Swiss Army Man, which I'd Swiss quite Army like Man is really good. I, I love really Paul Dano, but... And uh, the band that do the score. Well, two people from that band are one of my favourites. So. Who's that? Manchester Orchestra. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... I just think Daniel Radcliffe's been badly served by agents for a long time because I really feel like that he could have a career in being quite creepy. Like, so yeah, when he plays definitely. scared or weird, mm-hmm. I, and he's weird in real life. Have you oh, seen yeah. him interviewed? He's absolutely mm-hmm. odd, and I love him. <laughs> the other thing is, have you seen What If? Which is just, no. he's, it's basically just him and with Zoe Kazan doing a rom com. Right. But actually, he's quite good as that sort of like, you know, the Joseph Gordon Levitt kind yeah. of character. So yeah, I think sort of like those two opposite extremes, rather than just nice guy with glasses trying to stop the end of the world. Yeah. Like if he plays either super creepy or just nice guy trying to bumble his way through life. It's like, imagine if he was like one of the creepy people in Women in, Woman in Black. Oh, so yeah. Woman in Black, he's odd. Yeah. Like, you meant to. Uh, think he's a dad yeah and he's just like yeah. this odd strange like wide-faced man walking I know he around looks quite similar but i always equate him with elijah wood and he's good in lord of rings but in yeah. sin city when he's a little creep that's <laughs> his best good. role <laughs> love him in that <sighs> good chat good chat do you know what else you can chat in speaking simulator oh, oh it's all about okay chatting. weird it's nice it's all about chatting me and joe did a let's play this yesterday check mm-hmm. it out on ign.com is it quap for tongues joe um the more i think about it the more i think we've mislabeled no, it but it's, it's it's a fun name for it isn't well it's no it's quap in a sense it's quap yeah. for tongues in that it overcomplicates a very simple thing yeah it's not quap in that it makes it impossible to so play the premise for this game is you're an android who are you placed here by aliens uh i think it's like an ai i okay. think it's like a male- an malevolent you ai you play an android who looks on from the outside like a normal person mm-hmm. but inside his mouth you control what's going on in there you <laughs> yeah. control also his little weird his leds leds. in there and buttons. yeah so you, basically you're trying to infiltrate human society and bring it down mm-hmm. by first going on a date with <laughs> someone from hr karen uh, it's always Karen in HR, isn't Karen's it? Karen's yeah. lovely. Why would you date someone in HR? It's never going to end well. It does. Uh, it ends perfectly it ends very for well him. for us 
because we're very good at speaking and dating. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, you just have to puck your lips, and this isn't dating. This no. is speaking simulator. Yeah, we're not, move, we're not giving dating. We're, we're definitely not doing that podcast. Um, but you basically, it's hard to explain. So if the left stick. You move the tongue around in the mouth. And you get so, a cross section of his mouth that has yeah. three buttons in it. You've got mouth cam. Mm-hmm. And you... Or is it tongue cam? Tongue cam. Tongue cam. And you have to follow the prompts, which light up in green, mm-hmm. to say words that are given so to So the you. words are predetermined. Yeah, you're yeah. not choosing yeah. what to say. Mm-hmm. And it's it, the dialogue is quite funny. Is yeah. It? It's closer to a rhythm action game. You're not yeah. choosing the speaking element. It's just that words come up and corresponding prompts for either moving your mouth, changing your facial expression, or moving your tongue, which are all different sticks and buttons, pop up. And you've just got to do that as quickly as possible. it gets good when you start getting it wrong, and your eye starts bulging out and spinning. (laughs) Your nose falls off. Yeah, and smoke's coming out of your your mouth. (laughs) And your suspicion meter just rises. Yeah. And... Karen is nonplussed by this man's <laughs> nose just spinning and his oh, eye falling out. Did you not see her Tinder profile? She was like, I'm well into fucking freaks. <laughs> well into I'm so, absolute. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the comma left? <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah. You've given up. Yeah, You're um, thinking about fucking freaks now. <laughs> you know me. Yeah. Um, it's And it's basically, it's one of those silly one-shot games where... I think if it didn't have a parade of ideas, it would get old quite quickly. But what I'm intrigued by, we got four missions in out of about look like fifteen three. or only got three, three missions in ah. out of about what seemed to be ten to fifteen. Yeah, um, and every single mission added a new. It was getting thing, more like a new complicating I thing. Third mission, I had to frown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I wonder uh, what I'd like is for every mission to add more and more things yeah. to just make it insane. Is that on the thirtieth? On yeah. PC and Switch. PC and Switch. We it's played on PC, fun, but it works it, well on a it's controller. It's a funny little game. It's not going to be... Uh, we talk about it in our Let's Play, actually. It'd be funny to see like speed runs of this game. I'd love to see <laughs> someone who's actually good at it, because yeah. for the first half of that Let's Play, and you'll notice this if you watch, I didn't even know half of the prompts were being shown to me. <laughs> it doesn't ever tell you to look for them, and I just wasn't looking. I was just looking at the tongue cam, and then it turns out there's a whole mouth face with arrows on it that I should have been doing. I was just wiggling it about. Mm. So I'm not very good at speaking simulator, but yeah. it is fun. It is fun. Something I'm not very good at, but I do find fun, is dreams. I, just normal dreaming at home. Yeah, just dreams. I I used to remember all my dreams. When mm. I, was like, oh, I don't remember them anymore. I only remember when them, them when they are absolutely bizarre. <laughs> Did I tell you my one day. about the Scottish shark man? What? No, I had a dream not. recently. It was presented as if it was an art film, and it was. It started as a title <laughs> sequence played. Uh, Filmed by David Lynch. It was a man... Uh, in, dressed like an old-fashioned fifties detective in a trench coat and stuff, and one like a giant crane hand hook, like that picks up the aliens in Toy Story, <laughs> picked him up and picked him up, dragged him up. It also had a dead shark in it, and it <laughs> took him all the way up to Scotland from London <laughs> and took him to this is bizarre. It took yeah, him to yeah. a Scottish remote village in the Highlands, no, a coastal village uh, where everyone would turn into animals at night and that was a big secret and they didn't want him to know but he really quickly realised that like there was a moose man <laughs> in the pub and that was it that was I, it I this do is... like that your dream has 
an art style though because mm. I so I've had like a recurring nightmare since I was about four years old and don't get it so much anymore but mm. like when I was kind of like around that eight or ten thing like it really developed but it starts out as a claymation and Hello. gradually turns into stop motion sort of like almost Harry Harris and stuff oh wow it's horrible it's absolutely horrible a history of animation in <laughs> yeah. your own dreams uh, sort of the is, is Harry Harris a bit earlier than claymation maybe oh, uh, they're on a, it's a reverse, it starts yeah. out being very odd man but it's kind of very rough around the edges and everything's made in clay so it's mm. got no colour what's aside. actually happening in it so it's basically there's a, like a little princess and she looks like a very traditional sort of like what you stick on the top of a tree okay um <laughs> And she do you gets, mean an angel? <laughs> but she's not got the wings. Put, do you princess put a Christmas princess <laughs> on your tree? And she gets basically chased. About, okay, she gets go. chased by this giant like clay blob creature. Do you know what's interesting? What? I had a short recurring nightmare about being chased by Clayface from the Batman universe, okay. which I, sounds very similar. I, 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 we'll get on to this. Uh, carry on your recurring oh, so, nightmare. <laughs> but, so I used to just get the chase sequence for about like two or three years when I was a kid and never knew what happened it next. It lasted for two mm. or three years. It was just, you get the same just clip over and over chase again. Chase ones, I think, do recur. Like I had yeah. one... I had it probably about five times when I was like... Must have been young, like seven, eight, or something like that. And it would always start the same way. I would get up from bed and go downstairs to my house to the kitchen and start making a ham sandwich. Delicious. Uh, like, but it would still be like, I think it, I would think I was awake, so it'd be like 2 a.m. or whatever. And mm. I'd go downstairs and just start making a ham sandwich and start eating it. And then, because out the kitchen, you can see the whole of my back garden, right. just jump over the fence, I would see this life-size chicken man. Ooh. <laughs> El Polo Diablo. Basically. <laughs> basically. It was... But it wasn't really a chicken yet. It was a man... It was like... Stood and moved like a man, but had like almost a chicken... Like just chicken feathers, basically. It sounds like and Nick had, Cave lyrics. And he had an egg gun, which would fire. <laughs> wow. Massive eggs out of. Yeah. And then I just... He just... It was that scary thing of he'd jump a fence, just look at me. And it would feel like it, I was just standing still and he was standing still for about 10 minutes. It was probably about Weird. a second. And then he'd just sprint as fast as you'd like, ever seen. Like get out. Yeah. <laughs> right and, at you. And I'd start, I'd turn around and run into my living room and I'd hear the door go and it would always end at that point. Oh, and I was terrified. It's actually shivering it now. It was horrible. See, the, the little princess, she gets eaten by the giant um, blob of clay. But when you, when like she goes inside like it's guts it's all like stop motion cog work mm. like all, Czechoslovakian yeah, dadaism sort of like that <laughs> I, used like, to, I don't have it anymore but I used to have dreams all the time where I'm trying to get somewhere and I can never get there like I'd try and get on the tube every time I went to a station line's just been closed I'd keep doing that I could never Your get to where I bureaucracy dreams I could never get to where I was going I remember one distinctly I was trying to make it to my mate's house it was probably only half an hour away on a bus and I could it seemed like it took me about eight hours to get there I finally get there I knock, dead. On, I, know, I knock on the door even more chicken bizarre. man no 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 <laughs> I was about 15 when I had this one knock on the door who opens <laughs> who opens Rick turns out, close turns out uh, my mate's moved out Nick Hewer from <laughs> the Nick Hewer is in your nightmares <laughs> and I showed him noise like I went oh is uh, is my mate here? and he's like no he's moved good impression and that's it I had a series of dreams where Bizarre. I was pushed off a variety of different high places my school a crane a church spire 
but always by the same two of my friends. <laughs> I think I must really not trust Richard and Jonathan. Yeah, I wouldn't. Anyway, dreams. The oh game yeah. Is I just want to briefly talk about it. If anyone I've... ever tells you your dreams aren't interesting, yeah, bullshit. Yeah. I love hearing dreams. By yeah. the way, just amazing. So you know. I don't think I'll be making any. We should try and make these in dreams. Make our dreams in dreams. Yeah. Um, but I've been playing it this week because I've been meaning to do this for months because. I think Dreams looks incredible, and the things I see get made in it look incredible. And I've been doing a few of the tutorials and actually getting to grips with it. And the first thing I made was like the world's worst volcano. It's basically just a grey cone with some <laughs> like hardened buffalo sauce on the outside of it. And it was terrible. Like, if a four-year-old had made that, you wouldn't even applaud. <laughs> and I've been slowly learning it. And learn about textures, coats, and styles. And it is an incredible... Like, I've no interest in making games, really. But making, like, art... Like, I always liked art as a kid. You're a sculptor, like, aren't you? I'm, oh, I'm a bit, yeah. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just... It's re a really cool piece of art software. That's mm. what it is for me, anyway. I'm sure it's a different thing for anyone who plays it. But I made a little homage to Windjammers. I did, made a I little that. court. Like, Beautiful. That like even in the space of two days, I made a massive improvement, and that's the thing. Like, it looks daunting, and it is a little at the start, but I'm now learning it, and I encourage everyone. It's out on Valentine's Day dreams. I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot more in the future, but keep it on your radar because there won't be actually a lot else coming out in the next. Couple <laughs> that's of a really good so, point. <laughs> Make your own fucking games. Yeah. Yes, and there's so already easy. lots of good games to play on there. I play gum bowling. Like oh, bowling that looks great. Yeah, just shooting some pins now. <laughs> It's just they just announced really all the good. nominees for the Impies. the MP Awards, which is the community created awards as voted for by Media Molecule. Mm. I'm quite fascinated on digging into the winners of that, or you know the nominees to be winners yeah. in that because just of, have a little look. Presumably, there's some like isn't there a whole RPG in there? Pretty much, someone's making an action R RPG. I don't know RPG RPG, uh, and they've so far built chapter one. There's an hour of gameplay in it. It's absurd. That is insane. I want to play that kaiju one. I've still not played that. Yes, and there was another one that looked really good. Oh, there's one called like I think it's just a 3D platformer, but it just looks amazingly professional. Mm. I really want to try it. Let's get on it. Yeah, so get get dreams on your radar. Yeah, you can't buy it right now, which is no, annoying. It's out. It's only out in three weeks. I know, that's a long, long, long time to wait, isn't it? Dreams is good. And finally, not finally, actually. Oh yeah, two two announcements. <laughs> two announcements. Joe's got a recommendation. I've been listening to Louis Theroux's audiobook. I was on the fence with this because I love Louis Theroux. So do I. But I think we were having a brief discussion. His recent output hasn't been great well this is all about his early output well, which is the best part that's what's got me interested um and i and, don't want to read a louis free book i always want to hear his voice absolutely and it's odd uh a it's called gotta get through this which it's i think is below part. the man he seemed very pleased with that on twitter not into mm. it um but his and also the pro there's a major problem with audible which is that all its recordings are in shit quality like, it sounds fucking awful. I listened to James Acaster's book as well. They just can't record anything. It sounds like this. Would We should be doing Audible. We'd make megabucks for it. Um, <laughs> Who wants to... What, what, me reading Lord of the Rings? Can I you would imagine that? absolutely <laughs> love that. It's the only way I'd ever listen to someone read Lord of the Rings. Um, I once, when, when I was a lot younger, we used to... You know when you used to prank call people when you'd be about 13? I do know that. Once prank called, um, and it was... Uh, I guess a lady in like maybe her seventies picked up, and we just read The Hobbit to her, and we got a chapter in before she hung up on us. That sounds beautiful. That's a prank. That's a lovely treat. <laughs> You've given her a nice morning. Uh, I 
Oh, what the fuck was I going to say? About Lou Free's book. I like him. Um, yeah, audible quality is shite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, what I was going to say is my dad does a bit of acting and voiceover work occasionally, and he mm. once looked into doing um, audible stuff. The only things really available for non-established like established actors mm. to do is just, like, porn. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can do loads, loads of porn ebooks that are waiting <laughs> that for would a, be really, a reader. Like, say you're into that, it would be really off-putting if you just put one on and it was your dad reading it. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. You don't... Uh, <laughs> you, can't, not, you can't listen to the rest of No, that. you can't. You can't get your jollies. <laughs> um, but as for Thru's book, A, Thru's a very engaging reader. Like, he does mm. it in his style, which is very flat, but, like, with just the nuance yeah. of humour. Like, you can tell when he thinks something's funny. Um... The only thing about it I find odd, and I would love either of you to listen to it and see if you feel the same, is that he's so self-deprecating that it makes me feel like what he's writing about isn't true. Like, in as much as he's telling stories that reflect so badly on him that I feel like I'm not actually getting the real story of what happened, which is the exact mm. opposite of most autobiographies. Yeah. Like, mm. He get, he's got a first from Oxford and was like an incredibly gifted child. But his entire section on his childhood is just how shit he was and how good his brother was. You're like, it's really odd. <laughs> like, I can't get my Give head around it. a pat on the back, Louis. Yeah, he's so mean to himself. But it's nice bits about like Adam and Joe and then his work with Michael Moore and like... How far up does it go? Or have you finished? It goes... Uh, I've not finished it. I'm only like a third of the way through and he's doing weird weekends. Oh, okay. So it does seem cool. Seems to keep go further on. Um, some fascinating stuff. Like, his fucking life is unbelievable. Also, yeah. the, the reason that I brought this up is just because I thought this was interesting. I had no idea. He, one of his early influences, or one of the things he credits to, like, the early ideas for weird week weekends is this documentary by Todd Phillips what? called Hated, which is Todd Phillips made a documentary while he was in film school about this punk called Gigi Allen, who was very controversial. Um, and it's one of the highest grossing student films of all time. I've not heard of it. No. I've never no heard idea. of it. Apparently there's a scene in which one of his groupies pisses straight into Gigi Allen's mouth and it really inspired Louis through. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I had no it. idea. I thought that was fascinating. Mm, I do remember about two years ago, I watched through all everything that Louis through had ever done mm. sort of over a, like, well, a little bit more than a summer. I remember watching Weird Weekends and it's in about episode three. He's... He's talking to someone. They're like, "Oh, how old are you?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm 27." I was like, "Fucking hell!" Like at the yeah. time, I would have been like 29. I was like, "This guy had a BBC Two <laughs> primetime show." But this yeah. is the problem: is like when he gets to getting weird weekends, he's so blasé and so yeah. self-deprecating. You're like, you, you don't actually really get the story of like how amazing this was because mm -hmm. he hates himself so much. <laughs> seemingly, he's just like, "Oh, as soon as he told me, I was nervous and I wanted to cancel, and I tried to cancel, and he went and started writing for sitcoms and, and tried to get Weird Weekends cancelled because he was so nervous so he about it." About like Adam and Joe getting success, and he's like, oh, "He talks about them very I've been brief. Left behind. No, he talks about them very briefly at school and how they were yeah. at school and what the kind of shit they used to get up to and how much they got high, mm. which is fun. Um, I can remember the episode, the podcast with. Uh, Adam Buxton where where because I had no idea that Louis Threw was well into weed when he was oh, younger. Yeah. Weed and hip hop was his like dad his got two him into it, wasn't yeah. he? Like, it's bizarre. It's a great book. Like mm -hmm. and his story is nuts. Um it's mm. well worth listening to. There's a whole section on how him and his girlfriend and Justin Threw, his cousin <laughs> and star of things uh, when they heard that Times Square was gonna be like made sanitary uh, by Rudy Giuliani in the 80s they all just went and watched a sex show together for a while and a woman sprayed breast milk over them <laughs> like 
It's so weird. His life is bizarre. Wow. That um, leads us perfectly on to the second big announcement. Yeah. Because that sounds like something that would happen in you season three. <laughs> it keeps going on there's, its current trajectory. There's going to be a shit ton of breast milk in season Do three. Do you reckon? You. Yeah. yeah. If they go where I think we're going. Yeah. Um, goodness. Uh, yeah, we don't have much to say on this. It's just we had a bigger than expected response to us talking yeah. about how much we think you is actually it was trash good. Season three, three was going to happen because it's everyone oddly successful. It. Yeah. Where um, going next? But it's coming to Netflix. It's going to be mad. Hopefully next Christmas well, like this one. Yeah. The one thing, because I didn't really know a lot about you, obviously the last time I was on the podcast, I was fairly, you know, had no idea about it. Mm-hmm. Since learned that I didn't realise it was a Greg Berlanti show, who is the guy that he basically bought the Arrowverse to the CW and then went on, started finding other comic books and obviously he did the Archie comics, where he did Riverdale and mm-hmm. Sabrina. Knowing where Riverdale goes, I'm now very interested to see where you goes because Riverdale starts as a sort of soapy teen mm. sort of thing about a bunch of sort of like, you know, I guess in the Breakfast Club way, there's lots of different cliques yeah. and about how they all interact. By the time you get to season three, it was literally about a Dungeons and Dragons cult that had infiltrated the town of Riverdale and were sort of recruiting people into it and causing murders. Yeah. I want to know mm, where you right. goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking odd. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. To, yeah. Just experience the, the lights. But yeah, yourself. maybe we'll finally do a you spoiler cast when maybe. season three comes out. But it's Who always over Christmas, so we're just hanging maybe out. Maybe we'll home. do a whole three season run screening. Do you reckon? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like 30 hours. <laughs> you go for it, mate. Nah, Enjoy I'm yourself. Okay. I'd prefer to play The Endless Search. Okay. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah, 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 and the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Is it in the search? It's the return of the game that has made me go, oh my god, the most, whilst being Quizmaster. The Trendless Lurch by one Richard Pym. Pym's Particles. I can't remember the password for this laptop. There we go. If you don't remember, The Trendless Lurch is a game in which Richard Pym creates unbelievably... I like Pims in years. I like Pims. Stop interrupting me. I'm trying to tell the fucking rules, mate. Can't have Pims in January, can you? There's a beautiful spreadsheet, and the spreadsheet depicts terms from Google Trends that are related. For instance, uh, in 2010 in the USA... What was most searched between Toy Story 3, Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part 1, and Inception? And it's their relative search amounts. Yeah. So it's their chunk the of the pie chart. As yeah, we it's their chunk of the pie chart. Of pie. Exactly. Inception 62, Harry Potter 11, Toy Story 3, 27. There you go. That's basically the game. Do you both remember it? Does I it feel, remember it. Does, have I... Yeah, explained yeah, yeah. it well enough you have to choose one and then guess what that amount yeah, yeah. is you don't have to go against each other specifically yeah, 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 yeah. okay yes uh, and what? it's the low. It's like a golf system whoever has the lowest score at the end wins uh, yeah Isn't but it? the spreadsheet does it for us yeah the yeah. spreadsheet does yeah. it for us uh, so the first one upcoming and new consoles Ooh. region UK mm? so UK only time scale December 2019 Ooh. 30 days okay 31 days okay uh, you've got Term 1, Xbox Series X, Term 2, PS5, Term 3, Switch Lite. 
I'll go first. Okay. Switch light. Yeah. Eight percent. Eight percent. I was thinking low for switch light as well. Yeah. Matt. In which case, I'll go for the PS Five. Mm-hmm. That's the hard one. I think. And I'm gonna say. 68 percent 68 i was gonna go serious that would be the highest because that's when the game awards were and they announced it i was still i still don't think uh, this is very interesting uh xbox series x Mm -hmm. got 27 percent in december 2019 i might have fucked it here ps5 got 37 fucking hell i fucked it which gives matt a score of 31 Switch Lite got 36, which gives Cardi a score of 28. Ooh, so actually, the Switch Lite was the most Was popular. the most searched for in December 2019. People, people I guess, people were trying presents. to buy it. Yeah. Post, yeah, Christmas presents, post Black Friday. I suppose, yeah, that counts everyone trying to buy it. I wasn't even mm-hmm. thinking about that. Very, that's the one, you, one of those you can actually buy. <laughs> yeah. Just remembering that Richard Pym has a thing on here where I can see the running scores at the top of the screen at all times. It's fucking incredible. We, I remember us being very good at this last time. You were surprisingly good, which is what Richard Pym we've said in his had, email for the second one. We've both had less than Stella Sartre. He also said, uh, I will continue to try to listen to try and create quizzes from relevant content to the podcast, Smiley Face. That's and we'd appreciate is, that, Richard Pym, because yeah. you're a ledge. Is there one about you, <laughs> Also December 2019, but this time region USA. Okay. The United States of Americans. Heard of it. Star Trek Picard, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Monsters at Work, the Monsters Inc. spin-off. I didn't know existed. Neither did I. Uh, you go first, Matt. Okay, Monsters at Work, 5%. <laughs> Whoa, he's going big. <laughs> Um, what was the first one? Picard. Picard. Star Trek Picard, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Monsters at Work. I'm going to go Picard. Mm-hmm. 40%. 40%. Hello. Very interesting again. Falcon and Winter Soldier, which neither of you went for, 21%. Not expecting that. Star Trek Picard, 77%. <sighs> That's a 37 score for you, Cardi. That's big. I fucked it there. Monsters at Work, 3%. Hey. Two points for Matt. He's banging it. Cardi, 65. Matt, 33. On to I question thought, I thought three. I thought there'd be some Marvel juice in there. I, I thought there'd be some Marvel juice as well. I guess it's a bit too far off, isn't it? <laughs> but it was so sh- shortly after... Um, What's that thing? Disney Plus. Yes. Uh, I was just kind of I assumed it would be. The Monsters Inc. would be high. I don't know. Nobody knew if I yeah, in I America they might though. There was one last time that I'd never heard of, and it was like twenty percent. Twenty twenty movies. Also December twenty nineteen. Region UK. Term one Top Gun Maverick, which I'm quite excited for. Term two Tenet, which I'm more excited for. Mm-hmm. Term three Ghostbusters Afterlife. That both of you looked pained by the inclusion of Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's just don't know, I just don't know if people are searching for Tenet in this. Like, yeah, see, mm. I think cause Ghostbusters also has that thing where like every fucking site would have been writing out what you need to know about Ghostbusters. Here's a synopsis of the Ghostbusters films that happened before. But the sites writing about it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean people are searching for uh, it. This is true. Um, quite often we do write those things because people are searching oh, 100%. for them. Uh, I would say. Didn't the Ghostbusters trailer come out in December? Yeah. I'm guessing big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so also, I. The, I should point out, I don't get to see the answers until I click yeah, the little box, yeah. so it's exciting for me so too. So I'm going to say Ghostbusters. Are you? It's my turn to go say, first. Is it? No, I didn't realise there was a... Go on. Fire <laughs> off. Come on, mate. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to stay safe and go Top Gun Maverick. 32. Interesting. A, a third. Yeah, I'm going to hedge my bets a little. Sierra's going to also go... So I was going to go Ghostbusters. Uh-huh. Um, I'll go 40%. This is great. Very interesting. Tenet, 31. Ooh, Not expecting that. Than I thought. Top Gun Maverick, 44. What? Top Gun Maverick. Ghostbusters People like Cruise. Ghostbusters, 25. Ooh, so that is a 12 a for Cardi and a 15 for Matt. I've made slight ground, but I've, I'm Not big. Behind. Cardi, 77. Matt, 48. It I could all change on a dime. I need you to get it completely wrong. 2020 Games, December 2019, Region, USA. Cyberpunk 2077. Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I will point out, because we have this discussion at work quite a lot, he has used VII, okay. which I think does change it, because it Google Trends implies, or to us, mm-hmm. the way we use it is that the number seven is much more searched for. I'm hoping he has mm-hmm. used that. Doom Eternal. I can't fucking wait for Doom Eternal. Man, she first. But I'm not searching for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say Doom Eternal. Yep. I'm going to say fifteen percent. Fifteen. I was going to do something similar, but I need to. I get don't point. think. I need to get it. points back. You've got to be correct. I'm gonna go. Oh, the Final Fantasy one, because yeah, that seven bit is. Could go either way. I'm going Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Hand on his mouth, he's 40%. looking. 40. I think that's quite conservative. <laughs> I think Final Fantasy, people love Final Fantasy. <laughs> You've both done very well. I'm sorry to say for Cardi. Uh, <laughs> Final, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake, 41. Oh. Cyberpunk 2077, 48. Doom Eternal, 11. Oh. Cardi scores 8, Matt scores 4. I think that, uh, that actually brings Matt up beyond... Yeah. He's even further away from yeah, you. Yeah, 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 Going yeah. into the final <laughs> round, Cardi 85, Matt 52. I can't remember who could won it swing? This is the one where it, it could very swing, close, boys. Wasn't it? Yeah, it's it like one in it or something. This could swing big time. Oh, I just want to quickly check something because I feel like you do need to know this going in. Okay, I mean you yep. should win this. Okay, the amount of news and see SEO. Like However, I don't actually. <laughs> it's only recently that I've been given access to analytics. Oh. So, <laughs> Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> <laughs> this is the I'll actually is, tell you what it is I just wanted to say Ferrero oh Rocher <laughs> this is biggest selling chocolate for, sourced from the Amazon best sellers list Ooh. region UK so this is down to sales yeah not sell- uh, yeah on their best sellers list I, I'm not sure he's worked this out but I'm just trusting that he's worked okay. out normally okay. um, which does throw what I was gonna I'm gonna bring it up but I think it could okay. throw spanners into works um, this is timescale whole of 2019 in the UK. Fucking hell. But, okay, so there's Ferrero Rocher, Cadbury Dairy Milk, and Maltesers. Now, I'm guessing, if this is from the bestsellers list, we're looking at their trends based on how much they're bought. Mm. But I will say that Maltesers is spelt wrong. <laughs> Maltesers is teasers as in T-E-A-S-E-R-S, which is not what it is. Yeah. So if that's a search term, it throws it out of whack. 
God. But if we're not going on search terms, which is unclear, I don't know. Richard, I'm not throwing you under the bus here. I'm just making it clear to the competitors. And, and this is also, just to remind me, this is across the entirety of the year. Yes, entirety right. of the year. Biggest selling chocolate, UK 2019. I'm going to go. I don't believe that people actually buy Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> I don't think they're particularly great. I think they're incredible. I think they're overpriced and considered a luxury item, although they're not. They're overpriced, but they are unbelievably good. They're very luxurious. I love them. I'm going to go... I've got to be risky. Ferrero Rocher. Mm-hmm. 8%. Okay. I, I love Maltesers so much. Cardi, I think you fucked yourself there, just to say it. Uh-huh. I really? haven't seen the scores, I just think you're wrong. <laughs> so. Maltesers and Dairy Milk are so much more popular. I Surely. think... The other thing is, is like, I'm just trying to think of it, Like, it's not just about the sales of them, it's also about how often people search for them. It's also so. about... I suppose maybe you'd buy for a rush on Amazon. Which you wouldn't buy dairy milk on Amazon, would you? I'm thinking about what you what oh, chocolate you God. would buy from Amazon, this which is, is bizarre. I keep saying bizarre. Uh, well, it's bizarre. Saying bizarre. This is bizarre. This is bizarre. I mean, it's my new fair uh, yeah. fair play. Because see, I reckon like I reckon dairy milk massively outsells Ferrero Rocher. But who the fucking hell's going on Amazon to it's, find it's a the ga- it's the game hundred gram bar? What what risk exactly. are you taking, Matt? Um, Just don't do within one of mine and be a. Well, you know mine. what? Let's. I'll go Ferrero Rocher, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna say 65. Fucking hell! I love that. The bo- <laughs> this is the risk. bold from both of you. <laughs> oh, you didn't need to do it, and I respect it. <laughs> I'm more into the risk. I'm more into the. You're a right, Sandler, aren't you? <laughs> Boys, I've got, I've got the scores. Someone's. I'm so it. glad you've done this. <laughs> Because I get to go through them in a fun, a fun way. Because it's oh. gonna, it's gonna become increasingly clear what's happened. <laughs> Maltesers, five percent. Fuck. <laughs> Cadbury Dairy Milk, thirteen percent. What? Ferrero Rocher, eighty-two percent. I'm, I'm saying Maltesers just felt wrong. <laughs> Does that include Malteser bunnies, or is this strictly just Maltesers? Just says Maltesers. Now, what I'm guessing, if he's going from the Amazon bestsellers list, I'm guessing he's going on sales of those things rather than searches for those things, because I don't know how you would learn searches for the That's Amazon bestsellers list. too many for Rocha. Richard, I mean, he could have gone on Amazon and then said, oh, these are the top three, so yeah. then I'll go into Google Trends and... You could. Richard, I'd love to know you're working, oh. just well, for my own headspace. But I we trust you, you've done this well. Uh, so Cardi you yeah. guessed 8 that I gives you a score it. of 74 yeah. Matt gets a score of 17 right. we end with Cardi 159 oh Matt God. 69 hey. nice. <laughs> and that is another edition of the Trendless Lurch the best the presented risk. game in yeah. the world you've got, to res- <laughs> you've got to respect the risk taken by Matt there uh, your treat can be reading some feedback okay well I've got a a nice, short, succinct piece from James Wilson. Hi, guys. A few months back, I predicted Billie Eilish would perform the new Bond song. Well you did. Oh, yeah. It is. Should Turns be Lana Del Rey, though, shouldn't it? Well, it's, it's yeah. to be quite like, I, I think Lana Del Rey, that was my choice. Yeah. And as a classic Bond film, yes, I actually do really like Billie Eilish, so I'm up for I don't, this. I, I'm fairly meh. I don't mind her. Yeah, I th- there's something what? about her that I think will make yeah. a really good Bond theme. Like, it'll be a very... It'll be one of those, you know, when we look back at some old Bond themes and go, man, they were of their time. Yeah. yeah. I think it'll be one of those, but for it now works, it'll be a I'm guessing this will be quite a dark film. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so it turns out I was really on the money, and I thought I'd try my hand at making another prediction. Okay. Here we go. 
Adrian Lester or Henry Golding will be the next Bond. Lester, uh, who's Henry Golding? He isn't he the guy who was in that terrible? What's Daenerys? Amelia Clark. Clark. Earhart. That um, <laughs> yes. Oh, Henry Golding. Yeah, he's yeah. in the Gentleman. Yeah, uh, and he, he's in that terrible. He explodes like a millennial mm-hmm. firework. That terrible Christmas <laughs> film of Daenerys, isn't it? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, what last Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be a shitter, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Lester played uh, Mickey and Hustle and had screen charisma that is almost unmatched while Golding is that the is hot new flip. That This has led to some debate in the office. Yeah. I think he's a decent actor. I, th- I like Adrian Lester. Unmatched. Come I think on. the let's, idea let's that his screen down. charisma is nearly unmatched is <laughs> quite something. What are we talking about here? James Dean, <laughs> Brando, <laughs> Lester as the triumvirate. <laughs> Uh, Golden is the hot new flavour of the month but Ooh. has momentum and a growing fan base so here's hoping I become a source I, of wealth I haven't for actually, punters I know the name and the face I've not actually seen him act in anything so I can't tell if he'd be a good Bond or he if he's fitter. even a good actor he definitely looks good yeah. I'll give him that um, and him in a tux I bet so we're going to spin off this basically mm-hmm. and we're going to do mini pitches Mini pitch. Like mini Kievs. Your Everyone classic mini, mini pitch. Kiev. So let's get Barbara in. Yeah. She's in the wings. Yeah. Babs. Do, do, do I have to talk friend, to her again? Friend of Cardi. Um, basically, I remember she said Bond cannot be a woman. Yeah. yeah. She's laid mm. out. Which yeah. does make sense because the character of Bond is all about the male ego. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I don't disagree necessarily. Yeah. Um, but we are going to say A who we think should be Bond. Yep. Similar to the DC thing we did. B, director. Mm-hmm. C, very brief. What sort of plot is this? Let's keep it brief. Yeah. You go first, Joe. You look ready. I am. Uh, mine's slightly more. I don't really like Bond, so I'm kind <laughs> of pitching a different version of Bond no, for whatever me. Whatever you want. You know, it's just do Matt Damon, Paul I'm Greengrass. <laughs> no, because I, I like the Bond I don't see less than Bond. <laughs> really? I don't like those films. I, I find really, very, I think they I, I hate right. Paul Greengrass's camera work more really? than most things. Not into the, the shaky cam. I hate the shaky the cam The so I didn't much. see the sniper scene of Clive Owen. Very good. Field. Well, that's actually oh, Doug that's Lyman so as well. Good. And Doug Lyman makes good action films. I actually toyed with Doug Lyman being in here because uh, I like his mixture of comedy and action. I watched American Made the other day. It's quite good. I really um, your Bond. Yeah, I genuinely <laughs> liked it. Uh, my Bond, now... Bear with me. It's just because he's proven over the course of the last few years that he can do literally anything. Okay. Adam Driver. Mm. Tall. I bet he looks good in a tux. He'd be Are odd. Are you of the opinion that Bond needs to have a British accent? Clearly accent. not. No, ac- he has to have the accent. accent. And I bet Adam Driver can do a good British accent. Mm. He's, he can do literally anything. He's a genius. Mm. Um, I just think he'd make for like he'd an odd, looming presence. Yeah. I think it'd be quite cool. Lanky. Especially a very tall Bond. We haven't yeah. really had a very tall Bond for That'd a while. Interesting. Um, that. Yeah, I want interesting. I'm yeah. going for interesting. Not yeah. long-haired. I want him I want him close-cropped. Mm-hmm. But have you seen the original like illustrations they did of Bond for the yeah. books? Mm-hmm. It's kind of Adam Driver. He's long-faced. He's eagle-faced. Sort of, yeah, the long nose to him. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd horsey. work. Uh, I want him directed by Ryan Johnson. Okay, because what I want, want the Last Jedi match up again. I love Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, what I want is, you know, actually, I didn't even consider that. I was thinking more Knives Out because what I want, I like the Bond films where there are much you want more. A Bond who done it? <laughs> not a Bond. Well, kind of a bit, but I get Daniel Craig back then. <laughs> yeah, Benoit, getting playing Benoit Blanc. But I, what I like the idea of is a Bond set in quite an enclosed location, so it's all still like national intrigue. Mm. And like competing interests, but 
I like the idea of it being in one place. Like, globe hopping is obviously a big part of Bond. But if you set it in a really exotic place, but just one place, and you got okay. to learn that place, I'd be kind of into it. Lots of tents. I like the I, I like the bit where it's tents negotiating. Maybe like, somewhere Casino like Royale, Japan, I think where you can have mountains, you can yeah. have beaches, you can have cities. To me, Casino Royale is is best when it's quiet and tense. I don't like the action as much in that film. Okay. And that's kind of the thing I'm thinking of. Mm. I haven't written a proper plot. No, no, no. But I've written I'm a series really. of buzzwords. Okay. It's a mood board. Murder at the G8 Summit. <laughs> <laughs> Enclosed action. Isn't that kind of happening in Black Panther? No, in uh, Civil, Civil War. War, isn't yeah. it? No, but not a bombing. I mean, a mur- <laughs> like a naughty murder. <laughs> a naughty murder. Enclosed okay. action, competing national interests, loads of food and booze. Okay. I want classic Bond getting pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Naughtiness and lies. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's guaranteed. Other yeah. spies. That's other what I've spies. I want okay. other. I want G Eight Summit, and then spies from yeah. lots of different agencies all knocking around each other, yeah. being like, "Did it you turns do it? Who did it?" A Spectre. Yeah, there's got to be like an evil. There's got to be a Hydra. Okay. Hydra G Eight Illuminati shit. <laughs> okay. You don't like it. I like uh, no, it. No, 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 no. I That's fine. I, I don't like care it. about your no, opinion. No, no, no. I can't like it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go a different way around. Fine. Paul, Paul Thomas, Thomas Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> Fucking hell. Look, I, I, I thought about... Do you know what? I originally thought, let's do Paul Greengrass and just make a Bourne film. But yeah. I'm glad I didn't now because you would have shat all over mm-hmm. it. Um, I'm going to do Paul Thomas Anderson because I am a cliche. I'm a walking cliche. Tell him who your Bond is. Um, well, I'm going to go for that third because I've got kind of three options I'm thinking of. Uh, and Daniel Day-Lewis is not one of them. Or Joaquin Phoenix. So um, I want more of a... I'm similar to you I like Casino Royale a lot and I like the quiet moments where it's talking mm. and it's like like violence with eyes you know like yeah. people are vi- fighting via looks and mm-hmm. lines so I want that more measured and Paul Thomas Anderson can do that for days yeah. so yeah I want I was thinking similar to you a more contained like Casino Royale a large portion of that is just the casino yeah. and I want that sort of vibe again moody smoky even Smoky's almost Victorian good. feel to it really Mainly do you want a throwback? Do you want it sixties set? Because I was toying that. with we that. We could do that. I was wondering with a period. I, bond. I don't think I'll do that though. Hmm. I think I'm keeping mine modern. Maybe do you know what? Maybe eighties. Okay. But misty London Victorian neo eighties. <laughs> neo eighties. And my three bonds, three choices. That's a cool title. for My a number book. one choice, <laughs> Cillian Murphy. Yeah, love him. He has the look. And he'd be, it would suit that more Bond, a less physical Bond, but his eyes could pierce you like daggers. His eyes already pierced yeah. me at all and times. And I'd like to see him play, like he, in Inception, he kind of plays, he's not playing a bad guy necessarily, he is a target. Mm-hmm. So I'd like, I could see him doing that. Number two, we've mentioned him already, Robert Pattinson. Okay, yep. I know he's Batman, so Batman, being Batman and Bond, it's, it's two big roles to have, but the double B. he could do it. The fabled double B. I like him. He could be a moody Bond as well. My number three for a more suave Bond, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Mm-hmm. I reckon he could be a very suave Bond. Something. I think it, maybe it's just the roles he's played. There's something I find quite repellent about Chiw- Chiwetel. <laughs> like, as in, like, he strikes me as... Well, Bond can be quite a repellent character. No, I'm not saying... I don't mean that as, like, I wouldn't yeah. want him. I mean, that is an air I get... Like, you, kind of... In 12 Years a Slave, you found him repellent. I haven't watched 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> I mean, um, he is an like, absolute bastard in Serenity. That, so Serenity is the one it, that really so, yeah. springs to mind, yeah. where, like, he's essentially playing sci-fi Bond, except sci-fi Bond is a complete prick. Um, and that's what springs to mind, and I think that could be quite so cool. So that would be my... I'd go in order down the list like that and see if any of them actually want it. Because you can't, you can't force people to do things in life. 
especially choose one bond so that they can have a complete pitch. Exactly. Matt, I've heard you've got grand designs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, but they're actually surprisingly similar to what we've already pitched. But so... Um, we are boring. Should we, just di- should we just direct the next bond as a trio? The Cohen triplets. <laughs> I mean, yeah, none of us are Cohens. But, uh, we could be. What is it, just minutes? M- MGS. That would be what? solid. J even. <laughs> no, you're not Go, you're Joe. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let the boy speak. <laughs> let the boy speak. So, Fassbender. Yeah. Um, a bit more of those sort of like basically since he was in Inglorious really was that and I don't know if maybe he's a touch was Inglorious or First Class first mm. I think it was Inglorious was the yeah. first thing I saw but him being those in that two films yeah, where it was like hunger. he's Bond in it <laughs> yeah but him being in that basement and doing that sort of would thing would you like, keep his nice Irish accent um, yeah, I wouldn't be against I feel, it I feel yeah. like that would be a good mm-hmm. good Bond yeah. mm. but um, directed by Thomas Alfredson Ooh, yeah yeah I haven't heard that name in a little while. I know, right? Like he comes back, and because I've been, uh, I didn't watch all of it, but someone had posted on Twitter like the end of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Mm. Fucking hell, that got a good end. Like I've... that montage where like it all completely silently, apart from the music, just comes together. All the plot lines, um, and basically, because like I've said before, like um, From Russia with Love is my favorite bomb film, largely because it's an old school spy thriller. Mm. So my idea is like. Um, rather than it just being like a plan for one bomb film, I quite like them because the thing I like about the Craig era is it is sort of a story told over, was it five films mm-hmm. now? But they're sort of disjointed because they are individual films with a little thread that runs yeah. through. I'd like to have like five films that are a Bond story. Strap in. But yeah. <laughs> but my idea is is that you start it in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. And so it's Bond. He's fairly young in the service. You know, he's got the DB5 and all of that. But it is effectively a spy film. And it's based, the first film is based on the idea of like, I don't know enough about the Cold War to come up with the plot. But something I actually could, that happened could, in the I Cold could help War. Bay of Pigs. I could help you. Yeah. Choose whatever, like Simon. Will you can come on as a co-writer <laughs> yeah. later on, but like you find and do kind of like that whole idea of like you find a specific thing that happened in the Cold War, but bond it up and mm-hmm. sort of like say like the way that it actually finished wasn't through negotiation. We didn't put down the missile. It was a bond sort of thing that happened. It's kind of what Fassbender does in First Class with the yeah, yeah. yeah, He's already done it. Very similar. He's, <laughs> <laughs> But what I'd then like to see is the Mad Men effect of where you then push it forward a few years for mm-hmm. the next one. And we gradually do the Cold War and we end up in the 80s where Bond is a in lot Vietnam. older. Vietnam. Oh, no, in, that's the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> but Vietnam would have to be a big part of, like, you know, film three or something like that. But I like the idea of seeing, you know, Bond gradually being sort of worn down by the work. Does mm. it turn out that Bond assassinated JFK because he was a double agent? I don't think I'd Shmush. go with that on the nose. That's a bit JFK's in smush. Yeah. <laughs> but I sort of like you know one of the things I find fascinating about Bond is the idea of like he's this tool that like mm. M uses like she knows that sometimes or he knows that they need to use a scalpel and occasionally when the scalpel doesn't work you use this horrible blunt instrument mm-hmm. and I like the idea of sort of like watching him being turned in from like maybe this spy that starts out as being like really at the forefront of what spy work is and just never changing and mm. just gradually they realise that we'll have to wheel out the old school method and that's Bond and mm. I quite like that the idea of like in the 80s he's completely outclassed by all this other stuff yeah. but it's occasionally you have to rely on Bond Irishman yeah, I like it to a degree the Irishman call it that original <laughs> yeah have you seen have you seen Haywire I haven't Haywire uh, it's a Soderbergh it's a Soderbergh one, yeah. one but lots of people don't like it 
I think it's great. Uh, it's Gina Carano in a yes. spy film. But Fassbender plays essentially Irish Bond in that film. And it's fucking amazing. Mm. Like, it it feels like an audition that never went yeah. anywhere. It's really strange. It's mm. so good. Those are our Bond ideas. Send yours in to IGN underscore UK feedback, IGN.com. Who do you think should be Bond? We don't need whole plots. So if you want to add a little bit of flourishing, yeah. I'm always up for that. Not loads, though, because we've got to read it. We're not going to read a 10-page essay. Like I want a synopsis. Script. I want, like, yeah. the synopsis section or of IMDb. Least, Take yeah. that. Some keywords like Joe, like booze. Write that down. Booze. Put booze in it. Yeah. Um, also, I want to hear your weirdest dreams. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to hear what your weird dreams yeah. are. Mad as possible, please. Yeah, not boring dreams. Not like yeah. mum dreams. You, uh, I know you said you didn't really like it, but should we have some of the music from Uncut Gems just so people get an essence? I like that. Yeah, good yeah. idea. Yeah. Go on then. Nice. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.